Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of Parks and Recreation, and then we talk about it. And I am Jason, and I'm joined by my friend, Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going, Jason? Oh, man, it is going so well. It is just just a great day. Great day. Good. And how, how are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm well. Any, any day that we can talk about Parks and Rec is a good day. Especially yes. when it's the farmer's market because mm-hmm. it's a Saturday and that's the, that's the traditional farmer's market day, at least around here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, are, you, I remember, are you a farmer's market guy? Do you, do you, uh, do you, do you frequent the markets? I, no, not really. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't, yeah. I'm not against them. Um, you have dogs, you drink coffee. You can't, you, you can do both at a farmer's market. That's just everybody else seems to do. Yeah. I don't like bringing my dogs to places with people. <laughs> Oh, oh, you're one because that's a, you're a considerate person. I see. Well, I wouldn't call it considerate as much as um, I know how annoying dogs are. Exactly. So, again, consideration. It's again, it's my selfishness, though. Like, I don't want people. <laughs> I don't want people to think, man, that there's that guy who's bringing the annoying dogs. Not as much as like my, I care that my dogs annoy people as much as I don't want people to think badly of me. <laughs> Yeah. So, so it's I'm, like I'm positive kids. it's not I'm positive it's not considerate. Because <laughs> it's still well, very I selfish. appreciate it. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. When I do go to a farmer's market, I enjoy it, but I always feel like things are more expensive than at the grocery store. So that's my well, main yeah. motivator for not going. It's because I've cut out the middleman. So they can yeah. raise the price, I guess. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know exactly. how it works. These are artisanal shard. So mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So this episode is the farmer's market episode and, uh, it is a, uh, it's a pretty good one. I think a 7.6 yeah. on IMDb. Uh, you got some vegetable puns. You have Andy finding a whole new career path. You have uh, Ron listening to Willie Nelson, which again is a great Saturday activity. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a good, it's yeah, a good thing. Fun fact. Yeah, and, and and this episode was directed by Adam Scott. Oh, look at that. Look at so that. So there you go. Yeah. Way to go, yeah, Adam Scott. I'm really proud of him. He's coming a long way. So the, uh, the there's three storylines here in this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Ben and Leslie are trying to work out their relationship now that Ben is city manager and Leslie is back in working for the city hall. Uh, and, you know, there's a conflict around the behavior of one vendor at the farmer's market unless he is trying to force Ben's hand. And then Andy, uh, he has a, this whole new opportunity in front of him as he's trying to get Craig to stop yelling at him. And, uh, and then the, uh, I think that's the primary motivator. Uh, and then mm-hmm. Anne is pregnant and miserable and is trying to vent, but she co-ops the office's venting time with her own, venting so those are the uh, those are the stories that we're looking at so uh yeah so w- you want to start with the uh the ann and chris and ron team storyline start there go to ben sure yeah or th- go to andy and then we'll talk about ben and leslie all right so if you're following along at home uh listener we're going with the blue color coded uh script <laughs> as we're walking through um why, why did you color it blue because they're having what are the a colors? Boy. What are the what are the colors of the script today, Jason? 
Well, the but we don't talk about the weather anymore, so we might as well just talk about how you color code things. <laughs> it's gray today, FYI. The weather is gray. Um, so that's why you need the, a color in the script. Exactly. I'm going to turn off this light that is right in my eyes. There we go. Oh, that's way better. Um, the yellow is uh, Ben and Leslie's story because Leslie has blonde hair. Uh, Anne and Chris's plot line is blue because they're having a boy. And Chris or Andy's plot line is green because he's going to make some money. So I like it. Yeah. Um, so that's Synergy. where we're at. Yeah. You know, try, just trying to make it easier to scroll through and see these things quickly. Uh, so as uh, Chris and Ann are home and Ann wakes up and Chris is full of energy and pep as usual uh, and asks how she's doing. And Ann talks about how she's feeling terrible. She's a whale and her feet already hurt. And Chris laughs because he's a positive guy. And he's just like, whales don't have feet. (laughs) (laughs) I love Chris. It's it's true. Uh, And so Anne is frustrated how her body is changing and everything is terrible. Uh, Getting out of bed, she tipped forward like a poorly made bowling pin. Um, And uh, and Chris wants to help, which is the main problem in this episode. He really just wants to solve Anne's problems. And so he offers to rub Anne's feet and, uh, and then he re- remembers something he, that he read on raddadsolutions.net um, that uh, there's a pressure point that could induce labor. So he's like, I can't really rub your feet because of raddadsolutions.net. And I believe that's the website that uh, Sean White and Anton Apol- Apollo Ono run, right? Because they had a book... That he found at the Bloomington baby store. Yes. Rad dads. So I think that's their website. Um, and uh, and so, uh, yeah, so he can't rub her feet. And then Anne's like, ah, it doesn't matter. I have to have, have those giant pills. And Chris is like, no, I'll, I'll cut them up for you. I'll pour a glass of flaxseed oil milk to wash it down. And he's making smoothies. Mm. And ew, it, everything sounds awful. Um, and uh, we have a talking head of Anne saying how Chris is so wonderful and thoughtful and positive and he's driving her crazy. And in the background, Chris turns around, smoothie's ready. So oblivious to Anne's frustration. Um, So then we cut to the park's office and Ron is hosting uh, Tom and Jerry and Donna in his office. uh, And they are talking about their problems. Um, And Anne comes in. Um, Tom's big problem is, uh, there's no, uh, face wash or yeah, face wash dispenser in the men's restroom. Um, and so that's a problem for his work environment. Uh, cause you know, his pores are not looking good. Uh, and Ann comes in and is like, what is this? And, uh, Tom explains that it's at wine and cheese club, um, about, you know, a monthly gathering where they can vent and they bring in wine and cheeses and salami. and uh, then we have a talking head of Ron explaining, like, I have to do this once a month, but the rules do not specify whether or not I'm allowed to listen to Willie Nelson on my headphones. <laughs> uh, and so Ron is just sitting there with a glass of whiskey and had the huge over ear headphones, uh, just nodding occasionally as his his subordinates vent, um, which is a great way to handle a human resources mandated venting session, I think. so. Uh, yeah, so their problems, uh, you know, Jerry talks about how Kyle parked in his spot again and, um, and Jerry just wants to choke him until he passes out. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> while Ron is listening to the most relaxing Willie Nelson music of all time. And Jerry is like full of rage. Um, so great, con- great contrast in the editing and uh, the sound design in this episode. Because we don't get a lot of people just listening to music and zoning out the world. So it's like a bit of an experiment in this episode, which I, which I appreciated. Um, and then, uh, Anne wants to get in on this, um, and Donna, but it's Donna's turn. And so Donna's willing to let her time go to, uh, to, to Anne to hear what's going on. And, uh, um, and so she says, uh, I can't talk for long cause I have to pee again. Cause I have to pee every six minutes cause I have a beach ball in my stomach punching on my bladder. Uh, and, uh, and then, and she's like, and I'm never not hungry. And Jerry offers cheese and is like, I can't have cheese, Larry. And I can't have wine either. I can't have anything good, but you know what? I can't have liquefied flaxseed, but I don't want that. You know what? I want pork rinds. I want jelly beans. I want a huge trash bag filled with mashed potatoes. I want to be Pac-Man instead of dots. I want them to be cinnamon buns. I want to be a giant head mm. and a mouth. And I just want to eat rows and rows of junk food pellets. And, and where's my trash bag of potatoes? <laughs> And uh, Tom calls time and everybody is just kind of shocked <laughs> at what happened here with Anne. Um, yeah. So everything she said sounded awesome about food. Um, as she was saying, I want a trash bag filled with mashed potatoes. I, I really did want mashed potatoes at that moment. Maybe not a trash bag filled, but. That's a lot. Yeah. I, I do love mashed potatoes. It's one of those things that I don't have very often because Thanksgiving really only comes around once a year. Um, usually, usually, and this I'm like the president. I, I, it, it's it, it's more like like Thanksgiving season, you know. Like, yeah, we have Thanksgiving. Then we usually have Thanksgiving. Sometimes we'll come over to your your guys's place, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's Thanksgiving season, so you, you get to look forward to all the mashed potatoes. Yeah, my wife wanted to practice. Was we were hosting Thanksgiving one year, and so she wanted to practice Thanksgiving before making Thanksgiving. Yes. That's uh, you guys came over to Thanksgiving one. Or Thanksgiving mm-hmm. beta. Uh, beta, yeah, and, and it went the great. golden master. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then uh, second Thanksgiving, a week later, oh my goodness, so much turkey, so much mashed potatoes, so much pie. <laughs> and I had a hard time getting out of bed uh, because I was built like a poorly, a misshaped bowling pin at that point. So <laughs> I, I understood and problems. Um, yeah, so. The next day, and uh, or later that day, uh, Chris is home, and um, he asks how Anne's feeling, and he's like, "You don't want to know," and uh, and then she, he says, "Actually, I do. That's all I want to know." And so she starts telling him about her shooting pains from her butt to her neck. Her stomach has stretch marks. She looks like an old-fashioned globe. Uh, her boobs are sore. Uh, she just uh, she read Brooke Shields' book on postpartum depression. Now I have pre-postpartum depression anxiety. Um, mm. And then Chris just jumps in. To start solving it. And he's, I'll get Tylenol for your pain, shea butter for your belly, uh, and talks about how great she looks. Her voluptuous figure means her body is working exactly as nature intended. Um, and uh, and he's like, is that better? <laughs> and Anne's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, not believable. And then he was reading up on nipples, and he gets uh, some uh, nipple, uh, a, a nipple kit <laughs> from Kirsten. Kirsten's. The nipple yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So in case she gets nip, nipple pimples, <laughs> this, this line is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
It has nipple cream, nipple pads, and also a special nipple pimple ointment in case you develop any pimples on your nipples. <laughs> you gotta I mean, stop saying pimple. You amazing. gotta stop saying nipples. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing how how well orchestrated and and that that that's that line is lyrical. It's amazing. Like like Eminem would have a hard time coming up with a better line with in interior rhymes and stuff. So or Johnny anyway. Karate even. Right. Right. And so Anne is furious. And so she uh she's next day she grabs uh Jerry and Ron and Tom and Donna all together to uh do an emergency wine and cheese club. Uh and uh she's like, put on your headphones, Ron. I've got a lot of complaints. Uh it's like, you want to <laughs> talk about vomit? I do it all day long. <laughs> so um yeah, so she's unloading on everybody and uh Donna leaves at some point um and she, but she comes back in with a cigar and sushi and uh and and she's like Donna what are you doing I can't have any of that and uh and she Donna's like this was funny it's gotten out of hand we want to vent about work and you take it over and and so Tom's like yeah it's a su- it's sushi and cigar club now <laughs> which I love a sushi club I would go to that um yeah so and they're trying to drive Anne out because of all of the mercury in the sushi um, and the smoke and stuff. And so uh, she leaves uh, and and then um, Jerry is like sitting in there and he freaks out. He's like, ah, monster in the window. And it's Anne pounding on the window, talking about how she has all these complaints and all that. Ha- like she can't complain about it because Chris just wants to fix everything. And uh, and so now she feels terrible. And she just peed a little bit. And then Ron, <laughs> what's happening now? Is nurse upset? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> just doing his little crossword and smoking his cigar and drinking his whiskey. I don't care. So, um, so then uh, Donna and Tom and uh, Chris or Ron and Ron go over to uh, to Chris's house to go and confront him. Um, because of all of the challenges. And so she, uh, he comes out, I was like, Hey, would you, I'm going on my night jog. Would you want to join me? And they're like, no hard pass. Um, and they say, Anne's complaining about everything and she's ruining wine and cheese club. <laughs> Chris's response is, I literally have 1000 questions. Why is Ron wearing <laughs> headphones? What is wine and cheese club? What is Anne complaining about? Um, and, uh, and Donna just says, you never let her vent. And so you keep trying to solve everything. It's like, she's upset because she's helping. I'm helping her. And then Ron, through his headphones, yells, you've fallen into a classic trap, Christopher. <laughs> trying to fix a woman's problems instead of just listening to what they are. <laughs> Why are you yelling? Tom put all my records into this rectangle. And, and then he's like, as it continues on, he's like, the songs just play one after another. This is an excellent rectangle. And it's a little iPod <laughs> with all of Tom Ron's songs on it. Uh, this is an excellent rectangle. <laughs> Whenever I find learn a new thing about my phone, I uh, <laughs> I say that like all the time. Like this is an excellent rectangle. <laughs> so people look at me weird at the Starbucks and stuff. So, but what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Ron here is full of wisdom um, in 
uh, in all of this. And, uh, and Tom and, and Donna actually want to help as well. And so instead of trying to fix everything, because Anne can fix things for herself, what she needs is for, for, Tom, for Chris to just say, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Man, how many times, how many times does it take to learn that lesson? So many times. Like, I, I don't know. You and I are both married. You and I are both married to nurses. Yes. There's literally nothing we can do at their work to help them. No. At not, all. Le- not legally. Not legally. I'm not licensed to nurse. Um, I'm also in any way. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's just so. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I can offer to beat people up. She's never taken me up on that offer. Um, but um, that's as far as I can go. And so you really do have to just say like, yeah, I can't help you. I'm sorry. That's really terrible. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, you know, um, just go throw on your eye massager and just relax. <laughs> uh, yeah, that thing came right out of Sky Mall. And it is definitely a Tom Haverford. My, my birthday was recent. And uh, <laughs> Kathy bought an eye massager. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, she bought it for us. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to, what to say about it. Like, thank you. <laughs> My eyes have been feeling so much tension. <laughs> just the way that, yeah. just the way that they fit into my skull. But you know what? I really need something to press on them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I do. It's this thing that covers like a. It looks like a VR headset. <laughs> listener and i thought it was a vr headset when i opened the box because she said she got it for my birthday uh and i'm like oh cool and it's not that it is a massager for your eye area and uh and you you can't even like look at your phone while you're you can't read a you can't read a book you can't do anything while you're relaxing here how how unrelaxing is that (laughs) i know you seem very stressed out that you can do anything else i'm sitting here i'm sitting here doing this (laughs) So stressful. It was not what I, uh, but it had heat yeah. too. So it did and music that sounded like, as my daughter said, that sounds like you're playing Legend of Zelda. <laughs> like you're like walking in the woods in Breath of the Wild and like, dun, dun, dun. is that a bird? Um, yeah, it was amazing. So, but it needs to have googly eyes on it. Is all I'm asking my wife to do. Just buy some big old googly eyes. So. so um, and so I might have to just go to Hobby Lobby by myself, unsupervised, and buy that. Oh man! So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up uh, today, but yeah, it's still something I'm thinking about. All right. Oh man. <laughs> uh, so then, was- uh, Chris, after he got his lesson from the office crew, uh, he sees Anne. She comes home and he asks, "How was your day?" And she said, "It was okay, but my legs hurt." And I have a tension headache, but in my calves, uh, it's a new surprise every day. And Chris says, that sucks. And Anne, like, I know, I'm so gassy. There's been a long, slow fart stream out of me since I started talking this morning. That really sucks. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Thanks. And so Chris is realizing that his, his anger, or not his anger, his, his willing, his wanting to fix everything was actually making Anne angry. So he apologizes um, and Anne's like, don't apologize. Uh, you're the nicest, most thoughtful baby daddy a girl could ask for, which is probably like Aww. a Hallmark card she read somewhere. So, 
Um, yeah, so they're they're gonna be just fine, those two goofballs. So yeah. What are your takeaways from the uh the Ann and Chris uh line here? It, takeaways. It was, it was it was good. I mean, it was fine. It's they're obviously just winding down their whole situation, I guess. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It just it wasn't hilarious. Um it was more sentimental and sweet, but and supportive and all that so maybe a good balance to some of the other uh goofy things like andy's and the kind of over the top lesliness in her her line so mm-hmm. um yeah i like i thought it was i thought the the wine and cheese club was was funny it's kind of like the uh a little bit like the finer things club in the office um but with whining and then and, and cheesing yeah, and cheesing and uh i thought i thought uh I thought Anne did a great job acting this whole, I think it was one of her, her better, you know, parts. So just kind of being over the top. That's when she's mm-hmm. the best. Rashida Jones did well. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, it was, it was a good, I love Ron's reactions to everything in this, <laughs> yeah. this episode. Ron was, Ron was excellent. And it was because of this episode that I was like, I should listen to more Willie. Willie Nelson in my life. And I don't regret it. When I first watched this episode, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to bring some Willie Nelson into the rotation in my, my listening. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Very relaxing. Probably yeah, Cause that guy's your, high as a kite all the time. Yeah. Just support your local farmer, farmer's market, Willie Nelson. It all works. Mm-hmm, Farming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Speaking of farmers. Yeah. Andy. Is in the office. <laughs> okay. Uh, playing his guitar and singing. Yes. Uh, and April is sitting on his lap and he's making a song about that and uh, how he has to poop and uh, he should go. Um, uh, and just being Andy and April hanging out time. And Craig comes in and yells at him. Oh my God, you play guitar. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I got it. And he uh, it asks, um, hit, he tells them that his terrible nephew, Sebastian, is having a sixth birthday party and he needs the, the clown they hired has shingles. <laughs> now, here's my question for you. <laughs> Do you think Sebastian was named after Lil Sebastian? Oh, man. Because uh, remember, Craig is well, from Craig's Eagleton. from Eagleton. Yeah. But the, 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 the fall festival thing like it drove drove people from all over the region to Pawnee. Well, and Sebastian's little Sebastian is a local hero. I mean, like, yes, I'm sure you know potentially yeah, his, statewide. Yeah, his or reputation re- is re- bigger he, than Pawnee. Yeah, he's regionally famous, right? So, do we want to make this canon then that Craig's nephew Sebastian is named after Lil Sebastian? I'm for it. All right. Okay, it has been decreed. Uh, so uh, Craig h- wants to hire Andy's band to play for an hour. Um, and so April jumps in as his manager. And we, I often forget that uh, April is the manager of Mouserat. Um, but mm-hmm. she jumps in and asks how much money. And uh, Craig says 75. Andy's response is $75,000. Uh, and April's like, <laughs> how about 300? Three hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> um, and uh, they negotiate. They end up at one fifty. 
Um, and, uh, uh, and Craig is like, ah, oh, such a relief. I love my nephew very much, but he's a horrible little tyrant. So don't ruin this date for him. Um, so, and Andy is just amazed, like 150 bucks split four ways. Boom. That's $600. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I, I, he doesn't understand how, uh, splitting works, but he's very good at multiplication, which is great. Good for him. Good for him. So, uh, he convenes the band. Um, and they start pra- practicing their songs. Um, and their one song is called sex is cool. Uh, and then sex in space. Uh, and, uh, that song in particular is 20 minutes long, but it's really good. Um, as it, <laughs> they have a song about getting drunk. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So April here's on practice. Like, I don't think you should play any of these songs for six year olds. And then Burley's like, wait, <laughs> you six year olds, you booked as a gig at a, at a kid's party. You said there was good. Dave Grohl was, might be there. And Andy's response is, Dave Grohl might be there. He's mysterious. <laughs> he might be anywhere. <laughs> Which uh, is true. Um, of all yeah, the Super Bowl ads be, this last week. You could be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I feel like the Dave, uh, Dave Grohl Crown Royal Royale. I don't know. Crown Royal ads uh, were yeah, probably. Crown Royal cheese. Yeah. Those were probably the best. And not because I drink Crown Royal. Because you love Canada. Uh, no, no, don't. <laughs> Get that out of your mouth. Um, I No, because I just, I just love Dave Grohl. Yeah. He, I have shared this theory before, but Dave is the most trusting name. And I think, I think Dave uh, Grohl may be the, the greatest Dave wow. of all Daves. Wow. Okay. Okay. What about David? Is that different? David, David sounds like, you know, like if you want to put a suit on somebody and like send suit, them into suit an, on an office. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Dave, I, you can have a David who, you know, is David by day, but Dave by night, kind of like a Bruce Wayne Batman situation. Uh, oh, but instead man, of fighting crime, he's like inviting you over to play Xbox. Yeah. He's fighting so, boredom. Yes. Yeah. So that, I mean, I, I don't know. That's just how I feel. I think Dave, is, Dave Grohl is the best of Dave's. So, but he's the, yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave's, Dave's amazing. I, I also appreciated the, uh, as someone who has been on hold for many, many hours, uh, throughout my life. Um, I really appreciated that. I think it was a Bud Light commercial with some, fa- I guess a famous couple. I don't really remember who they were and they had the hold music. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that one? Oh, I saw it. Yeah, and I yeah I, I love that one. Um, that's Miles Teller and his wife. Oh, that's right, Miles Teller. Yeah, he's from um the he's probably best known from the uh, Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, With yeah, Michael anyway. B. Jordan. <laughs> they were in a Fantastic Four movie, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was Creed. so bad. Yeah. It was so bad. That movie was so bad. And I feel, I, I just am so gr- grateful that any of the actors that were in that movie have a career right now. <laughs> it was awful. I like to think of Miles Teller as the guy from Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's also good. Uh, so. I, I also think of him as a, a higher scale uh, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Like, like if you, if you go to Costco and you're like, I'd like to get some, uh, I'd like to get some Shia LaBeouf. You could probably get 
12 Shia LaBeoufs for like 48 bucks, right? Right. At Costco. But oh. like if, if you want like an artisanal Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> one go, miles teller. You go down to PCC. To the farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To the farmer's market and uh you uh you get it you get a Miles Teller uh and a JK Simmons. Like might be might get thrown in. So right. Yeah, you want it was like, hey, can we get Miles Teller? And your mom's like, no, we got Miles Teller at home. And it turns out Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Am I crazy? Do, or do those two people, no. they, they kind of would fit in the same spaces, right? Like they, they, don't, they don't look dissimilar. Right, they look kind of alike. I'd, I'd watch. I'd watch. I'd watch Miles Teller in a Transformer. Yeah, yeah, but it would be like like Artie. Right, it would, that's it why would I, be that's like why the, I'd, I'd the inner it. turmoil of Negatron. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. all the while, all the while, the the All Spark Cube is just saying, "Not in my band." <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I would watch. I, I would watch that. Miles Teller in a, a a movie, a Transformers movie that's like talking about the angst of Negatron and and like yeah. the the whatever the the tape deck guy is and like <laughs> is that a sound wave. <laughs> yeah, sound wave. That's it. Thank you. Sound wave and his dog so- and bird tapes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they don't even make dog um, and bird name sounds like they're just tapes. They just. <laughs> and I like, wanted, it, it would be like the it would be like the Joker, right? Like the Joker movie, the Todd mm-hmm. the Todd Phillips one. Like right. that's what I want out of my Transformer movie. Okay, yeah. So uh, in this situation, then is Negatron also played by Miles Teller? Uh, you know, I, I don't want to go that the monster far is it. you all along. <laughs> <laughs> the audience member is the monster. That's what it turns out. We're all transforming. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Andy's band, Mouse Rat, does not want to play along. <laughs> they don't want, they don't want, you know, they don't want Dave, promise of Dave Grohl maybe to come. Um, and uh, yeah, so they... <laughs> They leave because they're not the Wiggles, um, and their drummer is going back to rabbinical school. And Andy's like, umbilical <laughs> school. Uh, and then as they're leaving, Andy yells out, "Shaq might be there." <laughs> Which again, yeah, not to get I, off track. I wanted to buy, put it by past Shaq. Like he he shows up places too. He does, and he buys people stuff. He's super yeah. nice. Here, have a have a giant pizza. You know. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask real quick. So what do you think is harder to make it as a big name, like a big band or a children's band like the Wiggles? Because like the Wiggles, I'm sure have done very well for themselves. Like children's acts can make, I mean, mm-hmm. they can make it big. They can get like, you know, they can go on huge tours and stuff. So it's like when he kind of besmirches later, he's like, what does that make me like a kid? It's like, well, yeah, but you could make it big, you know, mm-hmm. what do you yeah. think? Har- like, like, you know what well, I mean? I th- yeah, I think actually um, being a touring rock band is way harder. But I think being a children's performer is way more lucrative. You can make a ton more money with being doing children's performing because you can sell so much merch to so many families 
and like there's so many opportunities and yeah. so if like like if you want like if you really want to make money as a musician you you kind of have to just play whatever they ask you to sell <laughs> right? out to kids yeah and you know what is really great like think about um the guy from presidents of the united states of of america joe biden chris Ballou. um yes <laughs> yeah chris Ballou. He, you know the presidents blew up huge right but that fizzled out and Chris Ballou turned, and we interviewed him on a previous podcast, uh, which I, we tricked him into being a part of. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he then uh, became a children's performer, Casper Baby Pants. <laughs> yeah. And was killing it. And, and, you know, and so he, while his band faded out of, uh, uh, out of prominence, like Casper Baby Pants, like he wanted to make music that he, kids music that he enjoyed listening to. And, uh, and it totally worked. So, and he still got to be Chris Ballou. He still got to, you know, have all of his experience as a band, uh, in presidents of the United States of America, and then, uh, continued making music for a whole new generation of people. And when those kids grow up and they play kid music for their kids, they're going to buy Casper baby pants records all over again and play that for their kids. So yeah, and then when they get older, they can listen to President United States of America because yeah. it's like big kid music, basically because mm-hmm. it's fun, right? And it's just—I mean, it's genius. It's vertical integration. Yeah, lemon. You know, never bad mouth right. synergy, anyway, I, lemon. Yeah. So I just yeah, I was just curious. I was just curious what you thought about that. Yeah, we should do a yeah. podcast for kids. Oh, that sounds—that sounds like a lot of work. Make, mo- make money. Anyway, I know. Okay, I don't. I'm not a children's performer. <laughs> <laughs> uh so Andy uh goes to the party and he's stressing out um and uh and so he's like tell me tell me if this is an appropriate song. I changed the lyric, lyrics of Sex Hair to you got sex bears and you got them from me kids. <laughs> Not the problem. Kids. The word hair wasn't the problem in oh. sex hair. <laughs> so I was like what am I supposed oh. to sing? I don't know. Um and so then Craig comes in he's like these kids are tearing my house apart. I need you to calm them with the power of song. And, uh, and then he's like, uh, my nephew is, uh, something of an outcast in his school, but I got Erica Swarvain to come, which is a huge get. She rules first grade. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So this could make his social status for the next hundred years. So you better get out there or I am going to love that. <laughs> and April, have you not lost it? <laughs> uh, and so Andy as nervous and April's like, just get out there. Uh, you're going to do great. And afterwards you can have cake. And Andy says, I already had cake and it pans over to the cake with a, the corner, like ripped out by hand. Uh, and that was cake. an epic, that was an epic cake too. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like epic a whole cake. dinosaur. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. That, that cake, I was jealous of, I wanted that cake. That cake it was, was awesome. involved for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so Andy or Craig is like, all right, focus up you little monsters. Not you, Erica. You're an angel or a third year here. Um, are you ready for the best music you've ever heard in your miserable little lives? <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, he's like, what do you call yourself, Andy? And he's like, well, please welcome Johnny Karate and his magical guitar stick. <laughs> and uh, Andy starts singing. It feels super good. It's super fun. I want to do it all the time. Pick your nose. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and so he a close, close one. pivots all the way around. Uh, from all the songs about getting drunk and sex to picking your nose and stinky feet and 
um, <laughs> you know, instructions about yeah nachos and about how everybody pees the bed sometimes i peed the bed until i was 32 uh don't play with matches <laughs> they're really not safe your parents keep them in a drawer with twist ties and batteries uh and then he introduces the kids to bert macklin uh for the fbi and he's a part of the stinky feet patrol and uh yeah and it's so great and we have a talking head of andy saying this is so fun i cannot believe this only cost me 150 bucks <laughs> uh so he still doesn't really understand what a career looks like. Um, and so Andy is grateful, uh, or Craig is grateful. says, says you're overflowing with talent. I admire you. Uh, and then a mom comes up and says, excuse me, Mr. Mr. Karate. <laughs> My son wants you to play uh, at his birthday party next weekend. And April jumps in. It's at, for short notice, it's 250 bucks. Um, and uh, the lady's like, all right, I'm on board. And, uh, um, and yeah, so Andy is pretty stoked making some money. April is really proud of him, uh, and, and telling him you can make a career out of this. But Andy's like, I don't know. I'm not a children's performer. Um, and he's like, uh, she, she says, you just had fun in there and made 150 bucks. Who cares about what you're supposed to be? Um, and then April's like, plus you've never been sexier to me than when you were singing to those kids just now. And Andy's like, really? That's weird. <laughs> 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 I love that like they're having this very sensitive moment and, and he's like really that's weird <laughs> it's great so uh yes uh I think Andy's and thus, uh, yeah it, it just launches the trajectory of the new of his I mean just been waiting six years for this this is my favorite one of my favorite parts of Andy's entire story but it it works because he's kind of bounced from thing to thing for so long and he's mm -hmm. just a big kid he's a he's just a giant child playing child you know children's songs to children like it's great it it worked it worked it's so perfect it's so well written yeah and just the you know all one of the things that I love about the show is how much all the characters change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like Andy from a uh, from sleeping on and or like basically freeloading with Anne to sleeping in a pit mm -hmm. to um, shoe shine a job at the shoe shine stand and becoming uh, Leslie's assistant uh, and head of security on her campaign, uh, when she's terrible at. Uh, but all of his evolution, like even having like running a nonprofit in London at, you know, we don't really see him doing that, but like the journey that he tries he's on, to be a cop. Yeah. Right. All the things, all the things he's so, um, yeah, he just keeps rolling with it. And then finally to get something where it's like, Hey, you want to be a rock star. And so you want to make music and make money and, uh, spend your life with April. Those are all good things. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So he's, he's doing great. Doing great. And Ron yeah, it figured out. It doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> yeah it just so, doesn't it, feel forced it, you know, it's not like they just you know turned him into like you know an astronaut or something like right or an accountant and oh yeah that would have been terrible because i mean an astronaut though doesn't. like i could believe it <laughs> well i i feel like he would think he's an astronaut but he really got a job at like uh you know amusement park dressing up like an astronaut yeah i, I, don't, I don't know I, i'm still fine with it <laughs> okay so let's talk about Ben and Leslie's storyline. Uh, ben okay. is in his office and he's pretty impressed with this uh, report that Miss Nope delivered and he's gushing over it. Um, and let, then Leslie gushes over how he's rocking those slacks. 
uh, and Ron is there because <laughs> this report again, again to, with the with the reveal, right? Like, yeah, they're having this exchange, and then all of a sudden we go to a wide shot, and Ron's there, very, very uh, frustrated and annoyed. Right. Yeah, and uh, he's um, he just wants this thing to get approved, uh, and Ben is like, "There's nothing wrong with me acknowledging the fantastic work of your employees," uh, and uh, <laughs> so then talking head and Leslie saying, "Ben." I'm back at the parks department and Ben is a city manager, but we're married now. So it's, it's totally kosher. It's okay. And, uh, um, and so let Ben is there too. And is like, it's awesome. We live together. And Ben says, oh, we work together. We were so in sync that we finished each other's sentences and they're finishing each other's sentences and they're just adorkable here. And, uh, and she says, we rehearsed that at home naked in bed. What? High five. Yes. <laughs> And then cut back to uh, Ron in the office just saying, please stamp the form. And he's like, I just want to look at it one more time. This is fantastic. Stamp the form. Okay, let's let's let, not let Ron get left out. We love you too, Ron. And then he's like, stamp the form. And group hug. And he's like, oh, I'm down for a group hug. And he get, they both come in to get a group hug. And Ron grabs, grabs Ben's wrist and grabs the stamp and makes forces him to stamp the form. And, uh, and, and there, <laughs> it was like, oh, wow, <laughs> I think we made him angry. I was like, I think he broke my wrist. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was uh, a fun cold open and then cut back to, uh, then, you know, later on, uh, they're in the farmer's market, which is one of Leslie's great achievements as a city councilor starting it. Uh, it's good for the economy, good for families, uh, promoting a healthy lifestyle, which Pawnee desperately needs, uh, as it cuts to somebody holding a, a bunch of broccoli and saying, look at this tiny tree. Can you eat this? Uh, and then it picks up a cauliflower. It says, this one's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, hold on. Because I, I was looking through the, the cast and uh, it's the Lurpuses. Um, oh, the Lurpuses are back. Yeah, but his, so his name is, is the guy's name is, uh, he's credited as Jaquiz up in Gretzky Lurpus. Up in, uh, up in Gretzky Lurpus is all hyphenated. But his I'm assuming wife or, or whoever he's with is Gretzky Susan Pellegrino. So I think Gretzky must be the shared name. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But Jaquiz up in Gretzky Lurpus. <laughs> it's just it's funny to me. I love the names in this show. They're ridiculous. Well, <laughs> I think it's pronounced upon. <laughs> oh, I thought it was upon. Upon Gretzky Upon <laughs> Upon Gretzky. <laughs> like <purpose>. Stratford upon <laughs> Avon. <laughs> oh my word. Yeah. So Karen Lurpus Gretzky. <laughs> and then there's another character, Kelly Pen uh, played by Kelly Pendigraph. Gretzky uh, Gretzky Susan Pellegrino. Yeah. Her first oh, name Karen Lurpus is Gretzky Gretzky. Susan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my word. That's so funny. Um yeah. Uh, oh, this is this is a great cast list. I, I I forget to look at the the names of the ca of the characters sometimes. And uh, yeah, because uh, then we have two charred girls, <laughs> girl with coat, uh, patron. So um, yeah. So this is they're at the farmers market, and then uh, Leslie sees Connie Cabbage, says hi, and and uh, and she's like, green cabbage is always a safe bet. Red cabbage is good. I mean, you can't go wrong. That's the fun thing about cabbage. <laughs> Ben's response is one of the fun things. <laughs> and then the the lights, uh, there's like a light show happening and there's noise and there's music coming and, and kind of like, oh, 
and that you hear so many times to crank up this market up a notch, y'all. Chard barities, get your chart on. Let's get recharted in here. And there's like this, there's a guy selling chard, but with very scantily dressed dancers and a light show. Um, and it's like, what's going on? And it's like, oh, it's a new chard stand. I suppose that's one way to sell vegetables. Um, and uh, <laughs> and so he's got all the chards. Uh, and, uh, and they even have chard shots for all the freaky vegans out there. Uh, so drinks it. <laughs> oh, it's so <laughs> gross. Everything about this is gross. Um, and let's like, Ben, do something. He's like, what, what can I do? And I was like, just kick them out. You're city manager. And it's like, I don't know if they're violating any of the code of conduct rules. Um, and it's like, unless Ben's like the rules that you mean, like peas, be kind to others as he's pointing to a hand painted sign in case of fire, remain calm, remain calm. And you won't believe how nice all of our vendors are. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, this was like, I don't like vegetables, but I'm very good at vegetable puns. Um, and so Ben's like, this is iffy, but I don't know what I can do. Um, and I, I have to check the rules for city vendors. And then it cuts to Connie unbuttoning her shirt a little bit and saying, cabbage, come and get it. <laughs> Leslie just like, put those away. No. <laughs> uh, so, uh, back home at the Wyatt Nope house. And uh, Ben is excited for Harrison Ford movie night. Um, and Les is like, before we do that, I want to talk more about Chard Guy. And I think it would be easy for you to revoke their license. Um, it's like, listen, I'm not an emperor. Uh, I can just kick them out for no reason. And uh, Leslie's like, the reason is it's vegetable porn. Porn on the cob. I'm sorry. I'm just very good at this. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and Ben is like, uh, you know, I'll look at it tomorrow. Right now we need to, I want to like, we need to do a firewall we're at home we need to keep home life and work life separate um unless he's on board with this um and uh, and like we can always talk about it tomorrow at the office good time to watch crystal skull Which, by the way firewall <laughs> firewall is a harrison ford movie oh it is that's right from oh, 2006 yeah with paul bettany who plays paul the bettany yes yeah he also plays russell crowe's imaginary friend in a beautiful mind yeah. So, uh, so the agreed to, they agreed to a, uh, a truce for the evening. And as they're driving to work the next day, Ben says, no, it's ridiculous to think that you could survive a nuclear blast by jumping into a refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Unless it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And just waiting until he parks the car and then he's like, okay, so I found a legal precedent to shut down the vegetable smut peddlers. <laughs> and was like, what's happening? Uh, and she's like, fireworks. We're now on city hall property. We're working at, we're at work in it. Let's do this. Um, and, uh, and so she has all of the reasons to kick them out. And she has 158 in the new Mar Farmer's Market rule book. Uh, and, uh, and she stayed up all night to make it. Uh, she also made some Leslie Toffee surprise and um, tells Ben that she can have that. He can have that once uh, he revokes the charred vendor's license. Good day, colleague, and leaves. <laughs> Good day, colleague. Uh, so. Uh, she comes to see Ben in his office, like, Hey, did you get a chance to sign off on that booklet I gave you? Um, and she's like, well, it seems like you're targeting hard charred bodies partic in particular. Um, and she's like, how? And so it lists all the things, no visible cleavage, no strobe lights, no charred related innuendo. Uh, those apply to all vendors. <laughs> <Leslie> <laughs> says. Um, and she's like, anyway, it's too late. The train's left the station. And then Nolan comes in mad. You're revoking my license. Um, and so, Leslie is like, yeah, as uh, the auspices of the city manager, et cetera, et cetera. It's not important. 
you're in violation of many rules, so you can't be there anymore. Um, and so Ben, she looks at Ben like, back me up without hesitation. Um, and Ben's like, look, I uh, need to speak with my uh, Miss Nope for a second. And then Nolan confesses the truth that everybody knows. Chard is disgusting. <laughs> you try selling it without uh, sexy dancers. It's impossible. It's like, hey, you like lettuce? Did try you- this. It's worse. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever did you ever see the uh, the Portlandia one where they try to? Um, it's oh my gosh! I this is I started I Michael Scotted this. I started talking without an exit strategy. Um, the oh you know what you keep talking i'll look it up but you know what i'm talking about um Not a, no idea who's the who's the guy with the googly eyes that is in all the adam sandler movies um steve buscemi steve buscemi is in it and it's like a shadow organization that's trying to push um was it chard or was it kale i think it was kale and they were like where did kale come from and it's like there's this underground like uh the, um, organizations that will decide what vegetables get to be popular at any given time. Mm. You, you have not seen it. I've not seen it. It sounds yeah, great that, though. It would make a better story if you had seen it, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I love Continue. it. I love it. So, um, yeah, so Nolan is, is, uh, frustrated. Um, and he's like, look, I'm, I inherited this farm, but also all the other vendors want me. I'm good for their business too. Um, and, uh, and so Ben says, we're not revoking your license for now. I'm sorry. You had to come in. Uh, and Leslie just looks at him and says, Judas. Uh, and Ben's like, I don't appreciate getting ambushed. Let's go home. Um, and I like, no, you're, you you want to go home. So the fire up, um, and you don't have to deal with me, me anymore, but instead let's meet in the basement conference room at six and we'll solve this once and for all. Don't forget your approval pen. Uh, and <laughs> Ben's like, there's no such thing. Yes, there is. I made it for you last night. And she hands him a Sharpie with a label approval pen on it. Uh, so at six o'clock, Leslie goes to the conference room and she's like, all right, let's do this. And in there is Jerry, uh, who, uh, is like, uh, sorry, Ben couldn't make it. So he asked me to redo this. Uh, and he starts reading a note, dear honey. Oh, how sweet. Uh, you guys still, and, uh, and then he's really sorry, but you think you just need to take a break for this work issue. Please don't grind your teeth too hard. When you hear this, I will see you in the car. I love you. Um, and, uh, and so then Leslie goes out there and he's like, what are you doing out here? And Ben's like, sorry, I'm off city hall property. You have to stop. And then let's say, nope, these are, there's a road and bridge following there's the purview of Pawnee department of transportation, which is located in the fourth hall of fourth floor of city hall firewall down. And so then Ben's like, oh, okay, well, you know what? Um, uh, because, and then he runs away and, uh, runs to a <laughs> bank, <laughs> like private property. And, uh, and it's like, no, the concrete you're on was poured by the municipal construction crew. And then he gets in the fountain, private fountain. He's like, no, guess where the water comes from? The Pawnee Reservoir. You can't escape city hall, fool. Let's dance. <laughs> and so they're standing freezing in the water. Um, and, uh, and Ben is like, uh, I was like, this is ridiculous. Let's go. Uh, and Ben's like, no, this is our motivation. We're not leaving this fountain until we figure it out once and for all. Um, and so Leslie's like, why don't you support me on this? I thought you agreed with me. And Ben's like, I do as a person, but as city manager, I'm not 100% sure you have a case. Uh, and he's like, you're mm. not listening to my side. You you get passionate. And I feel like I'm arguing with the sun. <laughs> and Leslie's like, what? That is totally crazy. I'm super chill all of the time. <laughs> Uh, which is the least way to say I'm super chill all of the time. She needs to listen to some Willie Nelson. Uh, and so Ben's like, look, <laughs> we're in a weird position. We're married. Our 
professional status has flipped five times. Uh, now I'm your boss. This is uncharted territory for us. Hello. He's building a bridge there. He's building a bridge. Um, and, uh, and so he's like, we need to be respectful and communicate and we'll find the right balance. Um, and let's see. He's like, you're right. I should consider your side. Uh, I love you. And you're also a very smart person. Let's get out of the fountain. Uh, and uh, let's like, I can't because my legs are numb. Um, so they're going to die there. But they don't. So story continues. Ooh. They're back at the farmer's market. What was that? I said that was just a roller coaster there. Yeah, it was. I, they, they, they're back at the farmer's market. And uh, uh, Leslie apologized to Nolan saying she's overstepped her bounds. And Nolan's like, I understand. When I got into the chart game, I knew I'd ruffle some feathers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So, um, and so Ben's like, I'm just glad we could all come to an agreement. And then uh, Leslie gets on a microphone and says, everybody's now 5 p.m., which means the farmer's market is closed. And then Nolan gets on the mic and says, and farmer's market after dark is open for business. Um, and, uh, and so Ben's like, well, if this is the way people want to buy produce, so be it. This town is full of <laughs> lunatics and people hand them shard charred shots and they drink it. And I, Oh, this is terrible. And Leslie's like, yeah, it, it's like a tree barfed in my mouth. Ah, charred <laughs> shots. Oh, so gross. So they start, so when they start selling like, you know, hard kombucha and doesn't it, I don't doesn't even know kombucha what you usually have some level of fermentation. Well, like 0.5% alcohol, but you know, mm. you can get it. They actually make like a kombucha, like kombucha beers and stuff. But um, yeah, what else would you sell at, at farmer's market after dark? Really risque broccoli. Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Honey? Who knows? Honey? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like with I, pepper in it? Yeah. Like honey? Yeah. Spicy honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was spicy honey. There we go. Why not? I don't know. <clears throat> All I don't, right. I don't spend a lot of time at farmers markets to think about like I if I wanted tell. to sex yeah. this up, what would I do? <laughs> it was so. it was celery, by the way. It was it was Steve Steve Buscemi was playing a celery salesman and his numbers mm. were down. And so he's trying to trying to get the numbers up. So anyway, um what did what was your overall I mean, you you like this. I mean you, you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, you said it was, the top it was the, fine. It top was of fine. the show. Uh I yeah, I think yeah. Ben and Leslie's story is the least compelling of all the stories in this Agreed. episode. Um, and so, but it addresses the, the whole dynamic of their work yeah, relationship. Exactly. It's a growth opportunity for Leslie to learn how to listen to other people, which is really the, the whole theme of this show is Leslie mm-hmm. learning how to listen to other people. Right. So we meet her as a devoted, uh, city employee, but also, uh, She's alone and she doesn't seem to have really any friends uh, at the opening of the show. She just has coworkers. Uh, and so she gets a lot done, but she's alone. So throughout the, the series, she is making more friends, listening to people, learning how to learning how to be a person. And this is one you more step. Of a bulldozer. Yeah. Yes. She's not yeah. a construction, a piece of construction equipment <laughs> to. Yeah make things happen. So yeah. What did you think about this episode? 
Yeah, same. I mean, again, I think f- for me, it's about Johnny Karate, not just because it's Goofy Andy, but just because of the that trajectory, that character trajectory. Everybody mm-hmm. else was kind of the same minus, you know, like what you just mentioned about um, um, Leslie and Ben and their situation. So, um, yeah. And then Ann and Chris, we kind of know they're on their way out. So it's kind of like, eh, OK, cool. You guys are having a kid. Go go do that then which go on get go on you white fanging me um that's the next episode is ann and chris so we get to uh i I believe we see them off next week great so i'm excited for them to go on their own journey michigan go to your homeland my my ancestral homelands of michigan they're actually in the lower peninsula oh um which Uh, you know i forget you're a dual peninsula state yeah we have two we're a state with two parts c- divided by water. It's the Peninsula, only... Peninsula I? At that point? Uh, Peninsula yeah, I guess. Penin- Peninsula Pode. Peninsula Pode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. So next week we'll talk about uh, Chris and Ann going to Michigan. Doing Sounds things. Fun. Sounds yeah. fun. All right. Well, Jeremy, well, you have, have yourself... I will have a good week. I promise. I already have Monday off because of it's a holiday. So, I mean, can't go wrong there. Huzzah. Enjoy your day off. You as well. Okay. Goodbye. I'll talk to, I'll talk to you later. Bye.